look what God has done. And I kind of want to tie a bunch of things that are going on together in this message. One is, um, that's one right there, 50 years of marriage. Today, society is such a miracle, amen, to go that far. But uh, tonight, a couple of things are happening, or today in the last 24 hours. One is that we're going to send the youth off to camp, as I just mentioned. And so God is working there. And uh, the other is, I'm going to show in a few minutes, uh, a video from, from Arusha, from our baby church in Arusha that's growing. And uh, I'm going to let the, the video speak for itself. But it's exciting to see how um, the, the gospel goes forward. Amen. I want you to kind of see tonight how, um, as Paul said so well at the offering, and, and Brian said at the prayer time, that we, we can take for granted what we have. Amen. We really can. You know, I was talking to him this morning, and he was just mentioning to me how uh, so many people in his church walk to church. Can you imagine if you had to walk here tonight? Can you imagine? I'm not going to ask who would have done it, but I mean, especially where our church is now. It's kind of far, right? It's kind of like hard to get a bus out here, but can you imagine walking to church tonight? Yeah. I mean, we're a little warm in here, right? So imagine being out in the sun walking to church. And, and he says people are just hungry for God, and they just want to get to church, and they're walking in it. And I'll never forget the blessing that I had in Costa Rica to see those umbrellas. I'll, I'll forever have a vision. Our church was really, really long, and uh, it was quite a ways back to the back of the church in Costa Rica. And I'd and I, never forget those because it rains eight months out of the year in Costa Rica. And so it's going to rain, and so if you stay home for the rain, you're never going to go to church. And so I just never forget how exciting it was for me to get up and preach and look back at the back of the church and just see tons of umbrellas because people walked in the rain. And, and, and the umbrella, if you don't understand how, how hard it rains in Costa Rica, that, rain, that umbrella just kept their heads dry. Because really by the time they, it rained so hard, by the time they got to church, I mean, it was wet up to their, you know, to their waistline. And they would just praise God and worship God. And then, like I said, if we didn't have instruments, we didn't have, they just came. And, and I don't know if, what you felt tonight, but it felt kind of cool just to do something different, right? Just that freshness and newness. And then we realized that great musicians are awesome and great singers are awesome and, and organization is awesome. But how powerful is it sometimes just to do stuff like that where it's just the voices? And then it made me think back to um, Pastor Gould who started a, a great work in Congo which where Pastor Ben Musa is today, and there's 50 or 60 churches now in the Congo because of the work we started as Victory World Outreach over there in, in that place. And he used to tell me when he'd come to Costa Rica because uh, this would ha- the culture over there was that people would get to church late. And, and so we always made the thing, we're like, we're starting on time, we're not going to bow to the culture and start late because they get here late. We're starting on time. And so people would miss out on, on, on praise and worship. But they would get there knowing that they'd get, they could get there at a certain time for the word because everybody wants to hear the word, right? So Pastor Gould said it was the same way in Africa. And so kind of like I did tonight, he would mix stuff up sometimes. And every once in a while, he would start the service off with the message. He would just stand up at 7 o'clock and start preaching. And it didn't matter who was there. And then, if he, and then as people were coming in later, they realized they missed the message, and then it kind of gave him a little object lesson. You know what, I better get to church on time because I don't know if he's going to start with the worship or if he's going to start with the word. But there's just things that we sometimes take for granted because we get in a routine. Amen? How many know we get in a, in a rut even sometimes? But I want to talk about look what God has done. I want you to make that personal to you tonight. I want you to think about what God has done in your life. But let's look at Acts 4.20. 
And look what the disciples said here. This is kind of the theme tonight for the message. He says, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. That needs to be our theme as as believers. We need to speak the things that we have seen and heard. Heard in the messages. Heard in the word. Heard in the testimony. Things that we've seen. Miraculous things. How many know we've seen some miraculous things? We've seen some supernatural things. We've seen some things that are... Did you realize that we had a miracle Sunday? See, sometimes we, we, we get so used to having miracles that we just take it for granted. That's the silver lining of tonight, what the Holy Spirit's trying to speak to us. How many know that as I'm preaching right now, the Holy Spirit of God is speaking? He's speaking through me. That's the miracle of the preaching of the Word. That He can take a human being and speak His Word and His Spirit through. I I had so many, and I'll never stop being amazed. I will never stop being amazed. And I thank God He'll never let me, I pray He'll never let me, Take for granted the miracle that it is to hear God's voice. Not an audible voice, but to hear Him speak to my spirit. And so when I get done preaching a message and I have people call me or text me or come up to me and tell me that message was for me, I can't believe how that message spoke to me, I'll never stop, I'll never take for granted the miracle that that is. That God would speak something into my spirit that somebody needs to hear for that day. Amen? But that wasn't even the miracle, by the way. The miracle was that we had that lunch fundraiser. And by the way, as you know, because we're, they're, they're going tonight and they have a van to go in, uh, their money was raised, praise God. Thank you for all your investment. Thank you for what you gave. Thank you for your donations. The money came in to pay for the transportation to get these teenagers to camp. But I, and thank God for Claudia, amen, and everybody else too, but Claudia organizes these things, and she's been such a tremendous blessing to us to organize all these things all the time, just to really pour her heart into it, and thank you to all the people that work in the kitchen, and, and that's all part of, do you realize that as we talk about these things, that's all part of what God has done? Sometimes we look at the finished picture, and we don't realize all the moving parts, and, and before I say what I'm going to say about the miracle is, I, I want to tell you tonight Thank you all for everything you do for the kingdom of God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming sometimes when you don't feel like it. I thank you from God. But how many know that we can never, ever repay what Jesus has done for us? And never forget what Jesus has done for us. Amen. It uh, it was such a blessing. I was thinking last week. Now, right now, I'm speaking from my heart, as you've noticed. I'm not getting anywhere in my message here. Um, But I, I was thinking last week about Laura. Was it last week or two weeks ago, your birthday? Last week was her birthday on a Wednesday, and I texted her and said, happy birthday, and she texted me back and said, I'm so thankful that I get to go to church tonight on my birthday. That's a great attitude to have, amen? Some people would be like, well, I got to go to church. She said, I get to go to church. How many realize what a privilege it is to come be with our family on a Wednesday night? I'm glad you're with your family tonight, with people that we love, people that we enjoy. And, and what a blessing that is to have that kind of heart. That's the heart God wants us to have. Every little thing is moving parts, like in a watch. Every little thing's important. And, and sometimes God puts something together. Like, we don't know what God is going to do in this camp. We, we know he's going to do something, but we don't know if he's going to call somebody into the ministry. If a missionary is going to be born out of this camp. We don't know what's going to happen and, and because of us coming and saying, you know what, I'll bring food, I'll, 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 I'll give a donation, I'll be generous, I'm going to give more than I can afford, I'm going to help. All that goes together 
to someday, someday down the road be able to see the things we've seen and heard and we talk about them, but because we did stuff back in, a, in, in an earlier time, we were faithful. We don't know what's going to come out of this vacation Bible school we just did. That was so successful and so great and so well done. Everything we do is for a purpose. And we don't always see the results immediately. We're going to show you a video in a second that just should just excite us to see how, how the word is going. And this is inside of our fellowship and inside of our church to see how the word is expanding. And then I've got to ask myself always, what am I doing? What am I doing to be a part of this thing? What, what am I doing to hold the chain together? And so just last Sunday, I'm coming from my office between services, and Claudia had a very discouraged, worried face. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, we don't have enough meat. We don't have enough meat. Some of it's not uh, here. Some of it's not. I mean, she was just worried. And how many know it's easy to have faith for somebody else? I, was, I quickly said, because I wasn't the one doing the food. I quickly said, but I did say it by faith, and I did mean it, and I knew it, it was going to happen. I said, listen, we might not have enough food, but God's going to bring in the money. And, but I said, Lord, and I just, how many know we can say a simple prayer? I put my hand, I said, Lord, multiply this food. We went from not having enough food between services because our, our second service is our busy service. How many are here? See, when we, let me, let me say this real quick, and then I'll go back. We went from not having enough food to feeding everybody after that 11 o'clock service and giving seconds out, having people come up and get seconds and big plates of seconds and enough food to feed the kids on the way and the van tonight to go to Colorado Springs for dinner. Come on, somebody. Look what God has done. Look what God has done. But see, here's, here's we, how we are as people sometimes. We, we read the Bible, and we read the story of Jesus and the loaves and the fishes, and we go, wow, that's amazing, fed 5,000 people. Or maybe we go, wow, is that true? Maybe our, maybe our flesh doubts that, that that could possibly be the case. Yet we just saw it supernaturally on Sunday, how, how food in a pan continues to fill up, literally, as we were giving it out. It just kept growing. It does, you can't explain things like that. Look what God has done. And he wants to do that kind of stuff in our lives. But let me get to this. Let's go to Genesis chapter 6. What God really wants is availability. He wants availability. Too many people, and, I, and I'm not even going to ask because I believe, I'm going I'm I'm to believe with all my heart and know that all of us in here tonight want to do something for God. Want to make an impact on eternity. I know we all do. I'm not even going to say how many want to because I know we all do. We want to make an impact on eternity. But God is, a lot of times we don't do what God's calling us to do because we think, God, I'm not able. I'm not able. I, I can't sing. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't talk. I can't. I told you Sunday morning that the 75% of Americans' greatest fear is to stand up in public and talk. Well, that could really put a dent on us trying to witness if we're afraid to talk in front of people, right? I mean, many of you, that's your, that's your greatest fear is, that, is having to talk to somebody. And the Holy Spirit says, tell that, someone, tell that person Jesus loves them. And we freeze up. But God's not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. And, and God wants us to say, listen, here's what he wants us to say. I'm going to preach a message pretty soon. I don't know when. Uh, about uh, it, it, are you, are you going to hear the words depart or enter in? 
right? And, I, and that's for the whole world, not just us as a church. Those two words right there, are you going to hear depart or enter in? Like, where's our relationship with God? But God is looking for something way, way beyond that. He's looking for us to make an impact on eternity. And he's looking for us to say, God, here I am. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm available if you will use me. So let's look at Genesis chapter 6 and see what this says. This is now the passing of the torch. Abraham did his job. We know, how many know we, we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? What if it was just the God of Abraham and Jacob? What if it was just the God of Abraham? We wouldn't have the story we have today. Abraham passed it on to Isaac, and Isaac passed it on to Jacob. And here we are in the middle. It says there was a famine in the land. Now, I can relate this tonight about this famine, maybe to possibly your talents or your abilities. Don't, don't, don't look at this as food. But a lot of times we think, man, I don't have anything to give. And besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar, and the Lord appeared to him and said, don't go to Egypt. Live in the land of which I will tell you. So he's looking for some people that he can talk to tonight. Dwell in this land. And I will be with you and I will bless you. Watch this. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to your, Ab to your father, to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. Let's stop there for a second and just leave that there. See, we know today that we have the gospel because of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. What if Abraham would not have passed it to Isaac? What if Isaac would have dropped the ball and not made himself available so that the, the continuing of the gospel could go on so that we could have it today? We take it for granted that it's here. We take it for granted that it's in the United States. But remember that we're thousands of miles. We're literally, I've told you this before, that we're literally about as far from Jerusalem as you can get on the globe. We're the ends of the earth in America. And like Paul said, we're very blessed financially and we're very blessed economically and a lot of things we take for granted. But the biggest thing we take for granted is the fact that we have the gospel. Because we could be a different nation. We could be a nation under some kind of religions, under some kind of tyranny, under some kind of dictatorship where we would have to have church underground tonight. But we take that for granted, don't we, a lot of times. And so God is showing us something here. And, and as I pause there on I'll make your descendants multiply, as a believer, you and I have got to multiply ourselves. We have to multiply ourselves. Do you realize that we, we can't just go to heaven and say, God, here I am. Remember the talents? You gave me a talent, I'll give it back. That doesn't work. We've got to multiply ourselves. We've got, to, we've got to take somebody with us to heaven. And hopefully it's a lot of people, but you've got to take somebody with you to heaven. You've got to multiply. God, God got the gospel here today through multiplication. Through people opening their mouth and, and giving of their money and giving of their time, giving of their availability to make the gospel get here. And I don't know about you, but I'm not dropping the ball. I'm not dropping the ball. I'm not going to allow it to stop with me. I'm not going to allow it to stop with us in Denton, Texas. And I know you're not either. But if you go back to that part, and you can leave the verse up there, but at that part in the beginning said there was famine in the land. We know it's easy to sow when you have abundance. Or let's, let's make it this way. If you have a talent, 
Let's say that you're a good singer. Let's just say you're a singer. Then God says, hey, I want you to sing a solo. Is that a sacrifice? No, because you're a singer. But what if you're a singer and God asks you to do something you're not good at? See, that's famine. It's easy to give something you have. If you're here tonight and you have $10 in your wallet, and I say, hey, we need everybody to give $10. If you have it in your wallet, it'd be no big deal. You just pull it out and give it. But what if you didn't have $10? Then it would be a sacrifice. When it comes to our talents and our availability and us saying, look what God has done. Do you realize that there's a name in there that has to be involved? Can I say that again? Don't fall asleep on me. Look what I have done. Look what they have done. Look what the church has done. Look what, no, it says, look what God has done. God is looking to do things in us that we cannot do in ourselves. And if you can do it yourself and God's asked, you think God's asking you to do something you can do, it's probably not God because God doesn't want you to say at the end, look what I did. I can't stand up here tonight and say, look what I did. All I can stand up here and say is, look what God has done. Look what God has done. So let's continue. He says, I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth. Who's that? Us. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because, because why? Because Isaac obeyed? No, because Abraham obeyed first. And kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And so Isaac did what God said and dwelt in Gerar. That's kind of like when we were talking about a few weeks ago about getting planted and rooted and God wants you to stay. God wants you to be where he wants you to be so that he can do something through you. Amen? How many are still here? And so it's exciting to, to be able to say, man, I can't wait to see what God is going to do. And it's like an addicting thing when you begin to see God use you, when you begin to see that you say something or do something and something happens that's miraculous and you go, wow, God used me. God used me. Wow, that's, this is awesome. I want God to use me again. And then you start getting more excited about the things of God than you do of anything else in the world. And you kind of fall into that verse that says, seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things will be added unto me. Meaning when I'm putting God first and I'm trying to show what God has done in my life, then God comes back around from the back and says, now let me give you what you haven't even asked for. See, how many got some desires in your hearts tonight? you got godly desires, you got ministry desires, and sometimes you just have personal desires. Guess what? When you put God first and you try to live a life that says, look what God has done God has blessings coming for your life. God has provision coming from your life. God has supernatural miracles coming for your life. God has those. I can look at my life so many times at this stage of my life, and I can say, God, I didn't even ask for that. I didn't even ask for that. But you knew that it was something that was a desire of my heart, but I didn't even ask for it. And God says, that's okay. You're doing what I asked you to do, and so I'm going to give you the things you don't even ask for sometimes. You just say, God, I don't understand why you're so good to me. Has anybody said that lately? God, I don't understand why you're so good to me. 
I got two or three in here that said that. Let me ask that again. Has anybody said lately, why, God, are you so good to me? I know I don't deserve it, but God, you're so good to me. He's a good God. Amen. Daniel chapter 4, verse 2 says, I thought it good. He says, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. I thought it good. That sounds like Texas English right there, doesn't it? <laughs> I thought it good. That's actually New King James. It's, I thought it good. To declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. Get that ready if you would, David. Is it, is it ready? Okay. I want to I show this real quick. It's a four or five minute video, but let me give you a little lead in. I think everybody knows that this is going to be Pastor Dylan, and, and I'm going to tie this in tonight just in case we have anybody, any guests or anybody that's, that's kind of new. Um, we're, we, we, we started this church 11 years ago, and about 9 or 10 years ago, Ashley and Dylan came in too, and his name is actually M. Zay, but I gave him the name Dylan because that's his last name, and I couldn't say it correctly at his wedding. And so they came into our church. They were living together. They were college students. Ashley had never been in church in her life. Dylan was raised in church, and they came in, like I said, living together. They, they, they came in and got saved. They came in and began to get discipled, and uh, they're us. They're, they're our spiritual children as a church, amen? And they began to serve, and they began to be faithful, and they began to just work and began to, to do things. And then a few, a few years later down the road, about three or four years ago, uh, we sent them to Carrollton, and they... And they went, and this is, I want you to pay attention, this is, this is important. They, they were our best. That's not to take away from anybody that's here. They were our best. I, to this day, still miss him. When he, I wish he was here. I wish I could have just kept him here as an assistant pastor, just working with me, not to take away from my assistant pastor, another assistant pastor. Let me throw that in there real quick before I get in trouble. Amen. As another, because he, he's so good, he was so good. We were just talking about the, the other day how good he was at leading, praising, worship. And, and then we take for granted, right, that he's gone now. He was so charismatic and so exciting, and he always had such a good attitude. So we sent him out, sent our best to Carrollton. They went to start that church. And then we say, man, look what God has done over there. And then, and then they get a heart to go to Tanzania, which has always been a, a dream of mine, that we could start a church in another part of the world, Right? And to be in a country, like, like when we came here, there was no churches in Texas from our fellowship. And God called us here to start this. And now there's going to be three pretty soon because of that move. Amen. It's going to continue to grow because we're going to areas that are new. Amen. And so they said, we're going to go to Tanzania. And so we, we sent them back in January. And then we took another one of our best, Dwayne and Myra. And we sent them to Carrollton. And tonight we're sending, no, just kidding. <laughs> I love doing that. Everybody's like, everybody just had a heart attack. <laughs> check your pulse. If we, could, if we could go around and check pulses right now, it would be amazing. So then we, 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 we get to this place where they're now there in Arusha in Tanzania. And now everything that they've learned, they're doing. And it should be such a joy because what was it? Maybe three weeks ago we had Disciples in the Making where we had three guys get up and preach that are practicing and learning and trying to put a sermon together and, and doing these things. And so Pastor Dylan used to do that. And we started that about 20 years ago in Costa Rica, just giving guys a chance to get up and preach and, and shake their knees together and say something for God. And now watch what the Lord has done. Watch this.
Dylan. Just wanted to greet you all and give you uh, some exciting news. Uh, today we had our very first uh, disciples in the making. We had three men get up to preach. Um, were recently saved and have all have an incredible testimony. So I just want to share that with you quickly. Um, so of the three, the the first one um, I would say uh, the first guy to preach, tall guy, his name is Charles. Uh, he came about I want to say a little over three months ago, close to four months ago, and his eyes were bloodshot. He had been drinking, he was drunk, and he was just he was just crying. He was just saying, "I really need help, Pastor. I need help. Alcohol's cost me everything in my life." And uh, and we praise God. Uh, and it began to work with them and pray with them. Just told them, "Hey, just just keep coming every time the doors are open." And the guy is practically at the church almost 24 seven. Uh, and God has been doing great things in him. Uh, the second guy is again, a guy named uh, Ashraf. Uh, you would normally catch him in the street. Uh, he would have been at the studio where uh, when people steal, like if they steal a phone or whatever, they'll you know go there to flash it and change the IMEI number and all kinds of stuff. Um, and, but God's transformed him also in the last uh, three, four months. And last guy, another, another guy named Jackson, um, tall guy, kind of big, uh, and he was what we call a, a street robber. He literally walk up, uh, you know, you just don't want to be on the same street as him because he'll catch you on the street and literally take somebody and strangle him, pull out a machete, and say, "Give me all you got, or I'll slaughter you." People just give him money. Uh, and so he's, you know, he, he got saved and he's been with us uh, for a few months and it's it's incredible because even to this day people see him and they're like, wait, Jackson, are you saved? Are we cool? <laughs> uh, but God has transformed him. Great man. Uh, and you, you're just about to see just a couple of, uh, couple of clips from them, uh, from what God is doing today. Uh, we have great altar call. People gave their lives to Jesus um, and many lives have changed. Amen. Uh, so. We just want to say thank you for all your prayers and just standing with us. Let me tell you, it's working and we're seeing fruit. Amen. We're keeping up with the vision and and we learn these things right there in Denton. Uh, so I don't I don't take for granted the investment that uh, that was invested that was poured into us while we were there. Amen. mamlaka kuna mungu aliyeha imani hapa mimi sikuogopi japokuwa wamekimbia japokuwa wamefazaika lakini mimi sikuogopi lakini mimi sikuogopi leo nakuua leo nakumaliza kwa kuwa naye mungu aliyeha kwa kuwa naye mungu aliyeha usiogope usifazaike wewe ni mshindi wewe unaweza kwa kuwa Yesu anaeka ndani yako yeye anaweza mambo yote Sababisha akipani Dhambi Dhambi kaingia kwenye maisha ya monadamu Ikaribu ile nia Ambayo mungu alikuwa mepanya kwa kwa Uwe chuvi ya ulimwengu Amen Kwa sababu bila monadamu Hakuna ambacho kingeza kufanyika kwenye hii dunia Hakuna ambacho kingeza kusimamio Kwa hiyo Dhambi lipoingia ile chuvi ikaribika Ile chuvi kakosa thamani Monadamu wakendelea kutesi Hey, uh, just wanted to give one more experience, special shout out to the youth. I know you're going to uh, summer camp today. I uh, just want to let you know we will be praying for you. I know God's going to 
uh, do great things in your lives. Uh, I want to say a uh, special thanks to John and Ceci uh, who put in so much uh, uh, for, for this youth group uh, and, and they've been such a blessing. I know that um, it's a blessing to be able to lead these youth and we've seen all the great work that has come out. We still we still follow it, follow y'all on Instagram and you see the great things that God is doing. So I know that when you come back, you're gonna be full of fire and you're gonna continue to multiply and God's gonna be great things. Uh, so we're praying for you. Uh, matter of fact, let's just pray together and just believe the great things. Father, we thank you for what you're getting ready to do this week. We thank you for you've already started uh, cultivating and preparing our hearts, God, preparing the hearts of, of every youth and teenager that's going uh, to camp uh, this year. Lord, I pray that you do great things, God. I pray, Lord, that you remove every hindrance, remove every strategy of Satan, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you keep them safely as they go, safely as they come back, God, and just move, move mightily in their, in their lives, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for fruit that's going to last for years to come, Lord. We love you. We bless your name, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Isn't that awesome? How, how cool is that, teenagers, to have somebody just pray for you from the other side of the world? Like, you know how cool that is? How amazing that is? That is that not everybody can say that. And that's, that's what God has done. Amen. And then just to see those guys getting up there, people who used to rob and steal and do all those things that God's already transforming. There's a future pastor there. There's another city that's going to start. And, and someday down the road of the Lord, Terry's, we're going to have 10 churches in Arusha. Amen. We're going to have 25 churches in Tanzania from this church. Look what God has done. Amen. And then you look at just how everybody just stands in and serves. Brian and Joy worked for the youth for a long time, getting that transition to John and Ceci, amen, and standing in that gap, being willing and available to stand up. And so now they're going to go out and start a church, amen, since they've got that practice, <laughs> amen. Not tonight, but soon, amen. We're just going to continue to raise up disciples, amen. Psalms 35, 28, I'm closing, says, And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness, and of your praise all the day long. And then Psalm 66, verse 5. Come and see the works of God. See, this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're bragging on God. Come and see the works of God. And I love the New King James Version because it has my word in there. He is awesome. How many know God is awesome? There's no better word for me to describe him. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. And so tonight, don't be that person that sits back and says, man, that's such a great job that person's doing. Be that person that says, man, God, what can I do? Remember that old statement by the president way back in the day that said, don't ask what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country? What would happen in this world if we as believers would stop saying, God, what can you do for me? And start saying, God, what can I do for you? What can I do for the kingdom of God tonight? Amen. How many want to do something for the kingdom of God? Amen. Take that word. Carry it for the kingdom of God. Amen. We're going to close with one verse in a second. You know, I think about as John and Ceci are going to travel tonight. They're taking time off work. They're, 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 they're uh, sacrificing. Chris is taking time off work to go to drive. People who are, who are doing these things for these teenagers. Teenagers, don't go and mess around from this camp. 
Your parents have invested. People have invested. People are investing their time and their work so you can go receive a word. Take it serious. Amen. Please, take it serious. There'll be plenty of time to have fun. There's always a time for fun. There's a time for seriousness. But let God speak to you. Let God change you. Let God transform you. We're going to pray over you guys in a few minutes. But look at John and Ceci just four years ago. Not even four years yet. They came into this church to see Ruth get baptized. Right? Or was it the wedding? To see her get baptized. Ruth's like... <laughs> and just, just came in. And, and, and that's why it's good if you're going to get baptized soon. Invite someone to come that doesn't know the Lord at your baptism. So they heard a message. And God got a hold of their heart. And then we were just talking before service tonight how immediately... Like immediately, they just jumped in and started saying, how can I serve? And there's a lot of you in here that are like that tonight. If you're not serving yet, if you're not doing something yet, do something. Get involved. Take out the trash. Pick up the vacuum. Wash the windows. Call somebody. Pray for somebody. I and mean, there's so much to do that's behind the scenes. But get involved. And then you see how God just begins to transform and and then now they've just totally just said, you know what, we're just going to give our lives for these youth. We're going to serve. And, and, and it's not just a, a, a transitional thing. It's, God, here I am. Here I am. Send me. We have such amazing Sunday school workers. We have such amazing ushers. We have so many people who are just saying, God, use me. And, and I just can't stop challenging you enough to be the person that will look back and not just brag about what the God's doing in the church, but what's God doing through your life personally. Because I'm telling you, you'll thank me one day. When we get to heaven, you're going to high-five me and thank me for challenging you to do something for God. You don't want to be up there and not have something to give back to God. You want to say, Lord, here's what I've done for you. Little or, or much, here's what I've done for you. And if you'll just do this tonight, if you'll just make yourself available, God will do miracles. He's not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. Amen. And when you're available, because remember, this is not something man, this is not a man-made thing. This is a God-made thing. God multiplied that food. God heals people. God draws people in and changes them and takes them from drug dealers to ushers. Amen takes people from hard core past and changes them around and softens their heart to serve God. Takes them from prideful people to people who are moldable. Takes them from people who used to dress up like Kiss and rock concerts to serving in the church in a tie. Nothing spiritual about the tie, but Jeff looks good in that tie. It's just, God, it's just saying, God, here I am. Use me. Here I am. Use me. Amen. I look at your, your lives, you women and men who just have just changed. It's such a blessing. It's, it's the greatest high in the world to see a person change their life and then be used. And I'm telling you, tonight, there's potential in this place. There's future missionaries. There's future workers. There's future works. Amen. The big time move of God is in this place tonight if we just make ourselves available. Father, we thank you that you're here in this sanctuary. We thank you that you're arresting our minds and causing us to say, Lord, here I am. 
Use me so that I can look back and say, look what God has done. Look what God has done. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to lead these people tonight, to be able to pray for these people, to be able to preach to these people, to be able to help. Lord, I know there's some more powerful testimonies in this place that are being formed right now. I know that there's some testimonies being formed in this youth camp that it hasn't even happened yet, but great, amazing, powerful things are going to happen in the next few days. You're going to do amazing works in our lives. There's men and women here tonight who are saying, you know what, I don't have any ability, but tonight you've spoken to them and you've said, I don't need your ability, I need your availability. I need you to say, here I am, send me. I need you to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Just like Abraham, Isaac stayed. He said, God said, stay, and he stayed. Lord, give us a a voice. Give us an ear to hear your word, to hear your spirit speak to us tonight. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all over this place in reverence to the Lord. Nobody moving, nobody talking. How many are here tonight and you're not sure if you're saved? You don't know if if heaven is your home. You've You've never made a serious prayer to God and said, Lord, I surrender to you. Life is short. It's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the acceptable day of the Lord. We want to make sure everybody in this place knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We want to make sure everybody in this place has a personal relationship with Him. We want to make sure everybody in this place has their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life because that's what matters tonight is that your name is in that book and your name can be in that book by simply believing. By simply saying, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you defeated the grave and rose from the dead. Because of that, I'm forgiven because you took my place. It's that simple. Walking for God's not simple, but that, that prayer is simple because you don't have to do anything. You just have to receive by grace what God has already done. If you've never done that tonight, maybe you've never done it seriously, and the Holy Spirit's dealing with you tonight. If you're here and you're not saved, say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Just lift your hand up tonight in this place and say, that's me. I need to give Jesus Christ my Lord, my life. I need to give Jesus Christ my heart. That's me all over this place. Amen. I feel led right now to to pray online. If everybody would say this with me, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Right where I'm at as I'm listening to this, I confess that I need help. Jesus, come into my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead and defeated death so that I can have eternal life. Jesus, change me tonight. Transform me tonight. I want to be a new creation, a new person. Please, Lord, write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. As you stand, amen, where the angels are rejoicing in heaven. I believe someone just said that prayer, amen, online. People listening somewhere, we don't even know where. And they're going to they're gonna change their life and turn it around. You know what? When we do that, it's, it's a crazy thing to think that someone might hear that in another country. Someone might hear that in another part of the United States. I don't know who hears the podcast, but isn't it amazing what God can do? And we may never meet that person. Someday we'll be in heaven and we'll say, hey, man, I was listening to a podcast on a Wednesday night, and, and you said a prayer, and I said it, and, and then look what God did. Look what God has done. Amen? We're going to open up the altars to pray in a moment. We're going to pray for the youth at the end, so I need everybody to stay just for a few minutes. Don't don't tune me out. Don't turn me off because we need to pray for protection. 
We need to pray for anointing on God's word in the next few days and everything. But I want I want to give a challenge tonight. I don't always do this, but on a Wednesday night, I want you to accept that challenge to say, Lord, use me tonight. I don't even know what you want me to do, and I don't even know what I can do, but I, I just make myself available. I mean, if you would just look to the future, if you could look to the future and see where God's going to take you, you'd be like, how did I do that? And then you'd have to say, look what God did, because it's all about God. Stop saying, I can't. Stop saying, I won't. Say, God, I will. I, I, I know I can't do it on my own, but I will. I'll go. I'll say it. I'll speak it. I'll be available. And then watch what God can do. Because he wants to get the glory in your life. Maybe you're already doing something for God. But are you doing enough? I'm not. I'm not doing enough. I want to do more. I want to see God do great and mighty things in my life tonight. Amen. So as we begin to sing, amen, let's open up the altars. If you'll take that challenge tonight, I want you to come and say, Lord, challenge me. Lord, use me. Lord, help me. I I make myself available. I don't even know what the Lord's going to speak to you, but would you just make yourself available? And say, Lord, if you'll you'll tell me, I'll do it. If you'll you'll say, go, I'll go. If you'll push me, I'll, I'll walk. Amen. What can God do in Denton, Texas, Crum, Texas, Sanger, Texas? Corinth, Texas, Louisville, Texas, Ponder, Texas. What can God do around this area in Argyle and North Lakes and all these different places that we have represented in our church if we'll just make ourselves available? Let God speak to us. As we begin to sing this song, Kristen, lead us in a song tonight. As we begin to sing, just just, just simply tonight, don't, don't do anything else but say, God, here I am. I'm available. I'm here. If you'll speak to me, if you'll use me, if you'll pour into me, I'll I'll do what you tell me to do. Make that your prayer tonight. Just talk to God.